The year is 2023. PBS Plus has just launched bringing the world's streaming services to 4,387. How can anyone be expected to go through all this content? Fear not, loyal passengers. Captain Joe Shoes and his first mate Mez are here to travel through space and time to bring you the best nuggets pop culture has to offer. Strap in. It's time for the Car Jomez Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 369 of the Car Jomez Podcast. Nice. I'm Mez and my co-host as always is... The Magistrate of Caravan City. I'm Captain Joe Shoes from the Car Jomez Podcast. Yeah, you are, buddy. What's up? How you doing? Gomez, am I ever not doing great? Usually, but yes, usually. Once in a while, you hit me with some. I'm like, oh, I feel, oh no. But yes, usually a chipper, good move. Not this week, Gomez. Oh no! <laughs> I lost in our football survival oh, pool. Me the too. Washington Commanders fucked me out of Same pick. untold riches that I could be swimming in Scrooge McDuck style. So now. I'm condemned to continue living this humdrum life. Terrible. I lost two. I had the same pick the Thursday night at home against the winless Bears. Come on. The Bears who haven't won a game since 1985. <laughs> oh, my God. Bullshit, bro. Such bullshit. I also I had another pick this week. I lost with the Ravens. That terrible. What a terrible loss that was. The Ravens losing to the Steelers. I, Holy shit. So I'm not the biggest football fan. Um, I used to be a lot more into it than I am now. And I just, I don't understand football anymore. It's so because, crazy. Because it's like whoever's got the booking sheet is putting over Barry Horowitz on like four <laughs> different games every week. It's true. <laughs> it's very true. It's too much parody, bro. Come on. I want to see people getting steamrolled. What are we doing? I need easy picks to advance in my pools. People are picking the Lions. You're not supposed to pick the Lions. What does the, the world Lions come are in to? First place. They're like number five in the power rankings. I don't understand what? the world where that's possible. I don't understand. I get Browns picked sometimes. It's like, wait a minute. Is this, does this person really mean to do this? It's always confusing. <laughs> Fuck that. No parody, bro. Dominance. We want dominance. <laughs> I miss Tom Brady winning every game. Right, isn't that right? We always need one evil empire, right? We need the one bad guy always. Always yeah, I, in this book. I, I can't root against the Lions. Like, this is the first yes, time in people like awesome. the people who are still alive that are Lions fans. Like, this is the first time they've ever gotten to be excited, right? Yes, it's awesome. and I want them to have that, yes. but not at the expense of me. No, <laughs> it's awesome when it's not my team every other week. Good. My week? No. Boo. Like you want to you want to cheer for your friends, but not when it breaks your level of convenience. Hundred percent. Exactly true. We're friends, but come on, me. I come first. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you find podcasts, or if you're watching on YouTube, definitely smash that subscribe button, ring that bell so you get alerts whenever new videos go up. Leave a five star review 
on Apple or Spotify. Those things all help the algorithm and help this podcast grow into the culture. Because if there's one thing Gomez and I are all about, it's the culture. Love the culture. Love it. Can't get enough. (laughs) Gomez, real quick, I want to talk about something that has overtaken the culture. Oh, what's up? This is a show on HBO Max. And it is all the rage. It is the most popular thing on the app right now. It's is this like a great... dating thing. Hold on. Okay. Cause I'm <laughs> like, what any, is... not just oh, any what? dating thing. Okay. What is this? <laughs> it's a British show, but it's actually from like 2016. It's okay. called naked attraction. <laughs> this is good already. <laughs> so I'm sitting here, you know, I love my dating shows. There's we a brand new it. season of love is blind that I haven't even been able to check out yet. Cause I'm so busy doing real stuff for this podcast, but naked attraction number one on HBO max. And they get a girl who she's going to pick who she dates, but they're going to be naked. There's six guys in like tubes. Okay. You know, like uh, that scene in guardians of the galaxy where they're trying to, genetically engineer the animals to be you know like those kinds of those kinds of tubes that you build them in all right i get it there's six guys and they're hidden they're all different colors and then when the girl comes in she introduces herself and she's like yeah i'm I'm looking for a partner and blah 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 like i'm kind of a party girl so it makes it hard to find someone who you know wants to have a serious relationship they raise the covers on these things about halfway so you only see these guys from the waist down and we're talking full on dick this is some show all different kinds of dick we got we got circumcised uncircumcised uh long we've got uh not 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 a shower but a grower we've got all <laughs> kinds of guys here and she's going to go about this process and try to get them uh you know she hasn't seen their face though she only sees the the bottom half of them you know now they're going to start like the the dating process and she's going to select one from the the candidates here and the swerve at the end is that she has to get naked at the end when they finally get to see her okay (laughs) so i'm sitting here going what a show i have to check this out definitely 100 percent I made it about 15 minutes. Oh, what's happened? So it's not necessarily bad, but I just didn't feel... So I, I got to the point where I'm, I'm looking at all the dicks, right? And now we're comparing mm-hmm. dicks and talking about dicks and what we like in a good dick. And uh, it all makes sense to me. But it gets very science-y. Then it really? starts... They start showing, like, diagrams of vaginas. <laughs> And what kind of dick feels good in a vagina? Because some dicks are too long and then it just begins to hurt. But a nice girthy dick, it stimulates the nerve endings more. And I'm going, I didn't come here to be scienced to. Oh, that's disappointing to hear. No one wants to be scienced to unless you're watching Bill Nye Science Guy. That's the only time. Now, I'm sure that the science has to stop at some point, right? I but I just, think. I just didn't want to make it to that point. I was just like, you're sciencing me when I'm looking at six dicks. Like, this is not the time. I'm a fan of the girl who says she can't find a, a proper man at the bar <laughs> because she drinks too much. 
picking them out by dicks. This is very interesting uh, choice there, honey. You know, I don't know. I don't know if they got to do physical challenges or anything. <laughs> you know, like double dare. Like you, you, you reach up the the nose and pull the flag. Only it's in the shape of a dick or something. I, I who knows? They get all sorts of things they can do. The British are fucking weird. <laughs> but this is this is the route they chose with their game shows. But this show is seven years old, and now it's just hitting here in America, and it is the rage. And I find myself sitting here going, Do I need to really push through and and watch this whole show? Oh my! What is HBO Max come to? Look at this. This is something you say. I found this show on Netflix, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> Not on Max. What are we doing? One hundred percent. This is an HBO show. <laughs> this this is the kind of thing that goes on at eleven thirty at night, <laughs> followed by a new episode of Real Sex seventy four. Oh, Taxi Cab Confessions coming yeah, up next. Like it's hundred percent an HBO thing. <laughs> like, what do you think? We're gonna put this on Hulu? Maybe. <laughs> gotta do something to get people like, to know and watch this. Hulu. Prime video ain't carrying this shit. No. They they got some third rate video game documentary to play instead. No, no, no. Have uh you and the girlies have you guys watched The Golden Bachelor? No, but tell me about the Golden Bachelor. So it's the Bachelor, right? But with old people. <laughs> Oh my god. So it's like 60 year olds and stuff like trying to find love. Good for them. <laughs> I don't know if it's I don't hear anyone talking about it. I just saw a commercial. I'm like, oh, that's cute. I get it. It makes sense, right? Old people like to watch TV. We can always watch CBS. All we want in life is companionship, right? So Use good for love. them for still getting at it. Because if there's one thing I love, it's love itself. I'm gonna check in when they do the what is it the honeymoon suites when they uh, oh my god yes. see if they do a sex episode like the regular bachelor oh that'd be the worst episode of naked attraction <laughs> oh are they all do they do that do they do a curveball where it's like one big fat guy one like old no everyone guy was, everyone was semi fit but like the first guy they point out he's like oh he's got a nice looking dick and but he's also got a prosthetic leg. So I was oh. like, oh, wait, I wasn't prepared for all this. The dicks I can handle. It's the prosthetic leg that makes this borderline uh, offensive now. Don't be showing me no stump, bro. I don't want to see that shit. Oh, man. I feel like a terrible person for having said that. But not really. Nah, it's all right. Uh, but yeah, Naked Attraction is a big thing right now, Gomez. If anyone's watching it, definitely yes. hit us up with your thoughts on Naked Attraction. Otherwise, I may, I may try to power through a little bit of this yeah. on my own. I don't know, though. I'm not overly committed to it. I didn't really, wasn't really feeling the vibe and the host. It was very kind of demure when I felt like it should have been kind of sure. uppity, have a little bit more energy, a little pep. You know, we're yeah. talking about dicks here. Let's get some pep in this. Get excited. Yeah. Get excited for dicks. <laughs> uh, but with all that being said, Gomez, hit the breaking news. Oh. Breaking news. Oh, baby, baby. What we got going on this week here, Joe? Gomez, this Sunday, season seven of Rick and Morty. Are you excited? I had no idea that was coming out so soon. Wow. Yeah, uh, I mean, 
Did we finish the last? I don't. Did we? It was underwhelming. The last season. I remember. Did I finish it? How did it end? I don't remember. It's see. This is the problem with all these shows. Now we're going to talk about this a little later. Oh yeah, we will. Oh yes, because things take so long now. Everything. The time that elapses in between finales and new premieres feels so long that I almost forget what the entire show is about. And I really can't be expected to go back and watch a whole show to know where I left off. Because even the recaps that they do at the beginning of these premieres in a lot of cases now aren't filling me in with all the information I need. No, there's only so much you could put in a 90-second fill-in thing. You know, I get that. Yeah, I totally don't remember anything. I don't remember if I finished Rick and Morty. I don't remember. I do remember that we weren't feeling it. When we talked about it, the season uh, before we ended up loving. Yes, it, we were slow on like, it. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, this was. It was nothing there. Yeah, I remember that. I'm excited. Well, not excited, but uh, I'm interested to see how the voice, the new voices do. Right, they did a commercial recently mm-hmm. where they showed off the voices. I think the Rick isn't so bad. I think Morty is a little like, oh, what are we doing here? But uh, I don't know. For full episode. I'm interested to see how it plays for a full episode. Uh, and McDonald's this week, this past week, I should say, dropped two new special dipping sauces. Gomez, you tried them both. Sweet and spicy jam and mambo sauce. We posted Mm. a picture on Instagram at Car Jomez that Gomez had tried these. So let us get your expert opinion. Gomez, sweet and spicy jam and mambo. What can you tell us about them? Mm. So the mambo is a is the spicier one. Uh, I liked it. I didn't love it. It was okay. But let me tell you that that spicy jam bullshit, whatever that is. Oh baby, to me it was like a like a sweet and sour sauce, but a little thicker because it's very jam like. You know, it is like a jam. Like it's See, very. That's what it turns me off because when I hear the word jam, I immediately think of. Like fruit preserves, yeah. and it is kind of like, like that. Immediately, like I'm like, I don't want that. I get it, but do you like a sweet and sour sauce? I love sweet and sour sauce. So I think you should definitely give this a try because it's very it has the same flavor profiles because it's the same kind of thing, but then it's got a little a little kick at the end, like a little spice to it. It's nice, See, very. But nice. it's got the word spicy in the name. Yet you're yeah. telling me the sauce without spicy in the name is the spicier sauce. Yeah, I feel like because of the sweetness of the sauce, it cuts some of the the spice, you know? Mm. The other one is more just kind of straight up spicy. And I did like it. That one's also kind of a thick consistency, too. They're both kind of thick in that way. But uh, again, I like them both, but I prefer the jam just because I'm a sweet and sour guy. Mm -hmm. Also from McDonald's, we got some more information about the Halloween Boo Buckets. Ooh. So this year, remember the big complaint last year was that they didn't have the traditional lids on them. They yes. will this year. And Excellent. we are getting four new designs this year, Gomez. What new designs? The orange will now be a skeleton face. The what? white will be a mummy. What? The green is like the Frankenstein monster. Okay. And the purple, which is new. Is gonna be a vampire. Ooh, scary. Okay, so I I I like you know that they're they're giving us like classic characters. Like that's cool. 
But, you know, what's the orange one you said? The orange, the orange the is going to be a skeleton. I don't like an orange skeleton. It's really just in the face. It looks cool. I actually am a fan of the designs from the pictures I saw. And I really like the purple vampire because I like purple in general. But I like that they're trying something new with these. Yeah, I would. I definitely love the idea of having a purple bucket. It's Halloween, purple. It's the perfect color. Yes. Hmm, I'm going to have to go check that out. Hopefully, they're easier to get this year. Uh, staying so. on with some Halloween stuff now. Krispy Kreme. Oh, we don't talk about Krispy Kreme all that much. But they're having a collab with Scooby-Doo. Okay, for some four different Halloween donuts, all different oh, kinds of flavors. What we got? So I, they all, it's it's too much to even talk about. But, oh. <laughs> uh, they, you know, they're all themed. One would be like for the monster. One will be a mystery mobile, and they all got the you know the different color frostings and stuff to go along with that. Mm, baby, I'm excited because even though there's no Krispy Kremes by me, I do get to have whenever they do a special thing. You know, Walmart always has some Krispy Kreme, fresh Krispy Kreme section. So I get Ooh. to get like a fresh like thing of donut, glazed donuts. And every time this year, it's all pumpkin this month. So I haven't gotten any. Okay. A little different now. Cheetos is dropping pretzels. Cheetos flavored pretzels, both regular and flaming hot. And I'm going to be honest. I'm a little excited to try the Cheetos flavor profile on a nice salty pretzel. I love that idea. I love a pretzel. I love some Cheetos. Mmm, very interesting. You know, I, I keep forgetting to bring this up, Joe. When's the last time you had some cheese doodles? Ooh, straight up cheese doodles? It's Just been a regular long time. So, cheese doodles are different. They've changed cheese doodles. It says it on the package. New cheese doodles. And I want everyone to go out, go to the supermarket. You got to try these cheese doodles, bro. They're so fat, right? You know, like a cheese dude, right? You know, it's a nice little. These things are huge. I'm going to put a picture up on the screen. They're like the so. The yeah, the puffed. Uh -huh. Okay. So they're big and fat. Like, I'll say like three times fatter. Like, I'm not even like exaggerating. Like, they're so much bigger. And they're like bright orange because they're supposed to be cheesier. Mm. I did not like it, to be honest. Really? I thought it was, a little, it was a little too much. A little too much cheese, a little too fat. Like it was just, it's it's a different thing. Like it had like a different kind of flavor profile. Like it wasn't a cheese doodle to me anymore. Mm -hmm. It was like a like when you get like a bootleg uh, kind of like a Cheeto. You know, a Cheeto is totally yeah, different yeah, yeah, than a yeah. cheese doodle, even though they're the same fucking product. So it was very upsetting. And I forgot about it and I bought another bag. And I was like, oh, I forgot the cheese doodles are different. Very upsetting. So, Joe, next time you go food shopping, you go food shopping this week, maybe 7-Eleven, see if they got a bag of cheese. Well, I, I, won't, I won't go this weekend. I'll be a little busy doing a little traveling. Oh, ho, ho. so maybe I'll have a bag waiting for you. Mm. Mm. Uh, and now moving on to a little candy action. I know Gomez oh, loves oh, his candy. Finally, I've been waiting. Come on. What we got? Brand new Kit Kat, Gomez. Oh, I love a Kit Kat. We got chocolate this. frosted donut flavor. I could fuck with that. So like a chocolatey Kit Kat. All right. It says crispy wafers in donut flavored milk chocolate and cream. Mm, so it's probably just a little more chocolatey. 
All right. I, I love Kit Kats. Anytime they got a flavor, the churro flavor that's out now is good if you like some cinnamon flavor. See, the thing is, Kit Kat is never like my go-to candy. Sure. But I really like a Kit Kat. Love it. Yep. So when I do have a Kit Kat, I don't want to. I don't want to. I get it. See any fuckery around here? I want to go understand. back to what I know. I because I it's been so long since I've had a Kit Kat that if I'm gonna do it, I want the one I know and love. I get that. Shiloh's favorite candy is Kit Kat, so we get we get a lot of Kit Kats up in this house. Oh, see, so yeah. So it's we mix candy. it up. It's so, a good choice. So. It's I don't feel like Kit Kat is the traditional favorite candy choice. No. But every time you get it, you're like, man. You never, you never sad with Kit Kat. Yeah, you never sad. You put your hand in the chocolate bar bin, and you're like, all right, I got you. Okay, that's okay. I'll rock with that. That's good. I'm happy with that. Hundred percent, definitely underrated. Good shit, bro. Mm, I want also (laughs) making its return after (gasps) fifteen years. Whoa, what the fifteen? Reese's caramel big cup. What the fuck? There's caramel in the peanut butter cup? Yes. Whoa! So this is something that was legit around 15 years ago. It's been off the shelves for a long time. They're bringing it back. I think you got to try this. I'm interested. I don't ever remember seeing this. I don't don't remember that at all. Yeah, I don't remember having it, seeing it, it existing, but it's apparently been 15 years since this has been on a shelf somewhere. Ooh. Babe, the second I find it, I'm shoving that shit in my mouth. I cannot wait. Mm, give it to me. Come on. And this last thing is going to lead us into our next thing. It mm. is a collaboration between the season two series season of Loki on Disney Plus with Lucky Charms cereal. It is the Loki Charms holographic cereal box. It's a, basically a box of Lucky Charms. Uh, but okay. that's cute though. I like it. Low key I, I like that they're doing it. Yeah. But if you want it now to me, how much, I don't know what a box of cereal costs anymore. So I was like blown away by this, but everything is so fucking expensive that I have no sense of what anything costs. So to me, like a box of cereal should be what? Like $3 and 50 cents. That's on the low end. Yeah. But see, and that's on the low end. Well, this special box of Loki charms, if you go to Walmart's website, cost eight fucking dollars. It's a little expensive, but cereal is probably around five dollars, six dollars, depending on. Insanity. You gotta get that sale. Yeah, there's plenty of times where I'm like, I'm gonna get a box of cereal and nothing's on sale. And I'm like, yeah, I don't feel like spending six ninety nine on some fucking cocoa pebbles right now, bro. <laughs> it's crazy. That is crazy to me. Bro, everything's expensive. And it brings us into the next thing I want to talk about. Similar to where we what we were saying about Rick and Morty. Season two of Loki began last week. We got our first episode. And Gomez, as it turns out, I don't remember shit from season one. So I remember, I think I remember the basics, right? I remember he's trapped he's trying to get out time it's a a loki multiverse and everything is about trying to keep the timeline together but that's where i start and end like i kind of look at it as almost like a buddy cop adventure between loki and and mobius yeah and yet we have all these other characters from the tva we have kang which i completely 
completely forgot was introduced at the end of season one. So when they came back in at the beginning with, hey, like this, I was like, holy shit. Yes, it did happen. (laughs) Yeah, that I remember. That was the big thing. Because I remember the ending. They they kill them and they mess up the timeline. That's why we're all in the shit because of the fucking low-key bastard. Now, this... This episode can be very confusing because it's jumping all over yeah, the place. He's doing a time, he's stuck in doing a time loop, whatever, time jump, whatever nonsense. Yes. And I will say though, it was fun. Even if I wasn't following completely what was going on, I'm enjoying Owen Wilson the and, best. and play so, off each other so well. They They're play so good off together. each other really, really well. So I was enjoying. Uh, their chemistry on screen together and it just made me say you know what one episode of this season was infinitely better than a full season of fucking secret invasion fucking secret invasion god there's like just dumb hanging out talking for two minutes was better than anything in secret invasion bro just like it was like oh this is fun oh this is nice this is fun oh look TV could be fun again. Look at this. This is fun to be here. I, I love these characters. Oh, Secret War. What are we invasion? Get out of here. So that's low uh that's Loki. I'm I'm sticking with it. Obviously, yeah, I'm enjoying it. You know, like I said, it can be kind of hard to follow for, for this little bit at least because they're bouncing you all over the place incessantly. Yes. But but kind of seems like maybe they they stopped it, right? Because the whole thing was trying to, we got to stop this from happening. And it seems like they did. So we should maybe, you know, there won't be a lot of jumping back and forth like that for the rest of the season. Yeah. But we'll see. I'm into it. Let's go. Let's go. Are they doing uh, like the Ahsoka thing where it comes out like the, the night before? Are they doing that? I don't remember if they're doing the. Like the prime time drop instead of the. the I usual. honestly don't know because I'm never watching at those times anyway. I watch when I can get to it. I did for Ahsoka, like the end. I was like, oh, when it comes out, if it's dropping at nine o'clock, I gotta watch the nine o'clock, right? Well, you I know, gotta what? watch the big finale of Ahsoka, bro. Since you say it, oh, let's talk about it. This season yeah. one finale of Ahsoka, and everything that we said last week. That we expected to happen was exactly pretty much yep. what happened. <laughs> yeah, and I gotta be honest, I found it to be incredibly disappointing—an incredibly very, disappointing finale. Very underwhelmed with the finale. We knew it was gonna happen, but it just—they did a whole season of TV, and like, uh, for what? Like, we're still kind of stuck in the same kind of thing because. We got to do the same thing, right? We got to get them off the, the planet. Like so. so. Here are some of my issues. Now, obviously, this is based heavily on the animated series Rebels. Sure. And at no point during this season did I feel like you needed to have watched Rebels to be able to follow what was going on here. Yes. Okay. There's this guy named Ezra. We got to go find him. But there's also yeah. this guy, Thrawn, and they want to find him. And that may... Uh, intertwined with each other finding the two of them and that may cause some problems because this thrawn guy is a pretty bad guy okay i can follow that but now we get to the point where ezra is not really explained because 
I get that he was a Jedi trainee at some point. I don't know if he was a full-fledged Jedi. But at this point, if you're going to tell me that you're going to sacrifice the possible peace in the universe to save this guy, Ezra, you need to tell me a lot more about Ezra and what makes him so fucking important that we are going to sacrifice Grand Admiral Thrawn getting back to power just to save this fucking guy. What is it about? Because that is he apparently is just some guy. He's just some rebel. He's just someone on the good guy side. Yes. And everything was fine. Maybe not fine. We still had people from the the bad guys still in government and stuff trying to pull the strings. And they think Thrawn's going to. And maybe Thrawn would have got out on his own because that other girl was. But what makes it worth it that Sabine was giving up the orb to save Ezra? While sacri- while possibly letting Thrawn get back to power, it just blows my mind. Like you got to tell me that because I'm not on board with it. Yeah, I get it because we we had mentioned earlier. You know, you don't need to know who Ezra is. He's just some guy. But at some point, you should start filling in some gaps so that we understand people's motivations and understand it. I totally get that. Yes, I agree. And now there's like little things that bother me more with how, because of how it ended, stuff that happened in other episodes, like when Ahsoka is heading toward that planet in the mouth of the whale, you have those evil sisters who are witches or whatever, and they can sense everything, yet they couldn't sense where Ezra was on the planet this entire time for some reason. And Grand Admiral Thrawn is like, Oh, you know, if if you if you sense a whale coming by, you know, like let me know. Like Ahsoka is able just to drive up, and they're not even prepared to have like cannons or anything ready at the mount to be able to shoot her out of the air or something. Just shit like that that bothers me. But at the end, we get you know our regular Star Wars fight scene, and Ezra is able to stow away on Grand Admiral Thrawn's ship to head back towards the the galaxy. <clears throat> And somehow no one knows, no one picks up on this, that Ezra has gotten on board and then steals uh, an Empire ship and just takes off and heads back to like where he thinks his friends are to go meet up with uh, Ramona Flowers. No one knows this. No one knows a ship is taking off with Ezra driving. When you leave a... When you when you're on a ship and you're leaving a a bigger ship, I think people would notice, right? Like, why is there a ship leaving? We have no one going out today. Like, what are we doing here? You can't just go to your depot where you work if you're a truck driver and just like I'm gonna take this truck today, guys. I'll see yeah. you later. <laughs> they kind of know about it, <laughs> and then they leave it where they have like this happy ending. And meanwhile, it's anything but like the big bad just got freed and unleashed back onto the the universe. And Ahsoka and Sabine are standing there on the planet where they're fucking stuck. They're fucking stuck now. They're not leaving. They're not getting home. And they're like, we did good. <sighs> you Jedi's, you got to think positive, bro. You can't think of the negative. That's how the dark side you know, comes We got in. upbeat music. We like, like they saved the world. They just made it worse, infinitely worse. And they're like, God damn it. We fucking did it. 
We out. It, it was a little too happy. Well, now that you mention it, it was a little too happy. The big bad guy has escaped, <laughs> and we're trapped here forever. Hey, see you next week, folks. See you later. <laughs> and like we said, who knows when this story is going to conclude? Because, yeah. You know, there's I mean, no talk. Even I haven't heard anything about a season two. Oh, I've been writing, even that it's written, ready to go. Yeah, like or, nothing. Or they're you know? going to translate this into a theatrical release, uh, you know, to kind of complete the story. Just everything is cricket quiet right now. You know, the strike's over, so we're gonna probably get some news trickling out, but until the actors get on board. Yeah, we still we still kind of sitting here because it's it's been a week and the actors haven't gotten any closer. So correct, the dominoes have not fallen as we thought they would. Unbelievable. Uh, so that was Ahsoka. All in all, I liked it. I yes. could have loved it. I yes. don't love it. I agree. We. We enjoyed the season. We're not gonna sit here and say there's a lot more good than bad. Just you know, we were we were high, right? We were we were we kept going up and up. We were like, yeah, and then it just kind of the roller coaster, like half half speed, went down the yeah. tracks. Like, oh, okay, it's not the worst, but all right, disappointing. So, uh, and speaking of disappointing, oh, I watched the finale oh, of the Continental this week. Oh, you stuck with it. Look, good boy. All right, so I that's not good though. I looked at it like I'm already three hours into You're this. You're pot committed. Let's go. I'm pot another committed. seven. Yeah. Like I <laughs> now I have to go all in. It's another hour and a half. Jesus. And it is a 90 minute John Wick fight scene. And it gets okay. to the point where you're just like, I I, I get it. I I get mm. it. I get it. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. That's an interesting idea. It's the final battle, you know, and it is the final battle, but it just won't stop. It's a great. See, I like the idea. So you saying that has me more intrigued on the show. Like that makes me want to watch the show to see a ninety-minute like battle scene. Like that's doesn't mean I'm gonna like it, but I'm interested in the idea of it. They're trying something. They're doing something. The whole thing. I mean. The first couple minutes is the setup of getting into the fight scene, maybe 10 minutes or so, maybe a little more, but not long. It's not a big portion of it. And the rest of the episode is the fight scene. So I don't want I want to watch that, but I don't want to watch those first two episodes because that doesn't sound good at all. Oh man, I might just pop it on that third episode, honestly. Because what do I care? I just want to see some action. Let me see the action. And I'm even looking at like audience scores, and like I'm like, am I way off here? And it appears yes and no. Like there's a lot of back and forth with this because I'm looking at like IMDb has a rating of seven point four, which I think is pretty decent. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. On Rotten Tomatoes, the audiences are giving this eighty percent. Okay, so they're liking it a lot more. But the critics are giving this 63%. Yeah, okay. So I, I just, hmm, I don't know. 
I don't see anyone talking about it. That's for sure. 100%. None. I really no, don't see a lot of chatter about like, it at I all. I had no idea it came out until you mentioned Like, I knew it was a thing that was coming, but I then you're like, oh, guess what came out? I was like, oh, shit, for real? So I, that's not good. But all right. Did they leave anything like uh, to set up? Oh, we're going to, there might be a second season or there might be more. I don't think more. so. The way they close it off now kind of puts you in the position so where it's, it's like. Winston is the head guy. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I, I, I think I'm just going to watch that one episode and I, I'll come back next week and see how it did for me. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I wonder if you can pick up enough in the one episode, because I really don't think there's so much development and story arcing that takes place prior to this final episode where it's impossible to follow. Like yeah. it's this one guy showing up to cause a fucking ruckus, you know, like here's what we're doing. That's what it seems like. So that's why I'm like, I wonder if I could just watch that. All right. But we'll find out. We'll find out because <laughs> I'm going to do it. Hmm, <laughs> baby, that's good. I'm trying to think. So me, you know me, I've just been watching some uh, some horror movies here. I haven't really watched much else uh, besides those two shows because, of course, can't miss that. But uh, I got some some horror recommendations here because, Joe, this was a big week for horror movies, apparently. I mean, (laughs) I'm looking at the box office numbers. And whereas I thought Saw was a big brand. Yeah. And it performed what I thought to be kind of underwhelming numbers last week. And I'm seeing a new version of The Exorcist come out this week. And I'm like, oh, Saw will kind of dwarf that in my mind. Nope. Exorcist Believer comes in number one at the box office this week, 27.2 million, which is only a shade under Saw's two week gross. Mm. Yes, I not that uh, I don't think Saw is a big brand, but the Exorcist is something that we've been ingrained right in our heads since since the 70s. This is the scariest movie of all time. Oh my goodness! I my mother would tell me all the time. Oh my god, it scared me as a kid. So this is like holy shit. So I think that brand recognition of something too that was it been like fifteen years, yeah. probably twenty years. I think those Exorcist things came out like in the two thousand three, two thousand four time. So it's been but a long time. Been highly regarded though. No, just the first one. Everything that's what Exorcist, I mean. Exorcist Exorcist three people like. But two and those prequel things that came out, nobody likes that shit at all. So maybe they're excited to try to get this, you know? The problem with this, though, is you say $27 million, it sounds great. Um, I, the budget on this is probably a lot more substantial than it was for something else. So the thing is, they bought the rights um, to The Exorcist. They spent $400 million to to get the rights to do a trilogy. This is a trilogy. This is the first of two more movies that are coming out. Um, so that's where it's like, that's a lot of money. So 27 million, I think, is not a number they, you know, were hoping for. But to really? me, that sounds like a good number because it is, it's an unproven brand. As much as we say that, it's still. And, you know, and we're hoping the young people are going to see it. That's what I mean. To me, The Exorcist is much more unproven than something yes. like Saw. So, because this boy. is a business of what have you done for me lately? 
hundred percent. And the Exorcist ain't done dog shit for me lately. But I think that's why maybe people get a little excited for that because, like, oh, we haven't had one of those in such a long time. Ooh, and I feel like whenever there is like kind of an exorcism movie, they usually do good. You know, people are into that kind of shit. You know, I just figured if you're into the horror genre, especially coming out of last week, where I saw quite a lot of positive feedback regarding Saw X. Yes, it's very good. I thought it was going to have a really good follow up week, and it really didn't. It dropped. I mean, fifty percent drop is normal, but when you're starting at seventeen or eighteen million and dropping all the way to eight million and dropping a number three on the box office numbers, that doesn't really sound great to me. So one thing I know, they announced that it'll be out on digital the twentieth, October twentieth. They announced this last week. I wonder if that makes people go. I'll just wait and spend five dollars when it comes out in two weeks. I can wait two weeks. One of our friends said that he's like, oh. That, oh, I'll just wait then, I think. I'm not going to go make myself crazy trying to fit it into my busy schedule, you know. I get that. I'd rather just stay home and watch it. But it, haven't these people learned? Haven't these studios learned? Like, the money is out there if you're willing to put something in theaters. I, Bro, but, uh, they learned no lessons. They learned the worst lessons only. We're going to get fucking... Extra sketch movie because the Barbie movie made money. Like, that's the lessons they I, take. Toy movies, that's what we need. Like, yes, that's that's what it was. It wasn't this iconic fucking character getting her first time movie. Not that. Yeah, like Oppenheimer <laughs> did great. Now we're going to have every scientist yes. who ever existed 100%. is going to get a biopic now. We're getting that Einstein movie, baby. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> Here's Edison and the light bulb. It's going to be called uh, Bright. <laughs> Or it. Thomas Edison's Bright, because Bright already existed on Netflix. That's and you right. Know Will Smith ain't giving up that name. We still waiting for the sequel when we getting oh, it, bro. God. <laughs> so yeah, I what did a not piece see of the shit that was. It's right? not good. Not good. <laughs> That's why we haven't gotten that sequel. <laughs> uh, I did not see The Exorcist because I'm not really, I'm not into those movies, so I'm not gonna. I'll see it maybe when it comes out on digital. I hear very mixed things. I hear people hate it. I hear people love it. It's uh, David Gordon Green. He just did the last Halloween uh, trilogy that just came out. Him and Danny McBride. So all of a sudden he's... Danny McBride, really? Danny McBride's a big horror guy, yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, so those are the ones who did those last three Halloweens. They were very divisive, if you remember. Yeah. Very, uh, so it seems this guy just, this is the type of movies he makes. You either love him or hate him, it seems. Which is, yeah. right? That seems like everything, isn't it? Yeah, but the feedback no I've seen guy. as well has not been on the positive side of the ledger here. Yes, I, I'm seeing more negative than positive, but I'm seeing some people also saying it's not the work because people are like, oh my God, this is dog shit. Mm-hmm. I hear it's not dog shit. I hear it's fine. It's okay, you know. But so I stood home and watched my horror movies because there were some streaming releases this week. Big ones, Joe. We got big releases this week. Ooh. Mm, tell me about them. I'm going to start with Amazon Prime. They had a release called Totally Killer. Mm, this movie, this is a movie. I think you would like this movie, Joe. It's a movie about a, uh, a serial killer, the Sweet 16 Killer. Killing people 16 years old and stuff like that. And many years later, he comes back and kills 
uh, someone he went to school with, right? An old classmate. He comes back. Oh, no, the killer's back. Well, this young girl is like, hey, I don't want this to happen. It just so happened that my friend invented a time machine, and I'm going to go back in time to 1987, and I'm going to stop the killer from ever killing in the first place, and I won't have to worry about my mom being dead. And hilarity ensues. Ooh, okay. <laughs> uh, it stars uh, the main girl is the girl who did the Sabrina remake, the Netflix Sabrina show. So, oh, I never like watched that. that. I liked that. I, I watched maybe the first season, first season and a half. It was good. Uh, she was good. I thought she was good. She's the main character. There's other people in it. Uh, you know, the mom from Modern Family plays her mom, Julie Bowen. You know, so okay. there's some people in here. Uh, See, to me, she's the girl from Happy Gilmore. She is the girl from Happy Gilmore. Yes, she is. <laughs> so uh, I didn't love this movie. I thought I would like this movie more. It's in the same vein of movies we've gotten recently, like uh, uh, Freaky and Happy Death Day, like that kind of tongue-in-cheek, fun kind of horror comedy. And I thought it was good, but it was just I felt like it was missing something. Like, I don't know. Like, it just couldn't get over that hump. Like, I was enjoying it. But I was just like, oh, yeah, this is good. But I'm never like, oh, man, yeah. Something about it. Uh, I see the feedback's pretty positive. People digging this. Because it is a fun movie, especially it's playing off the nostalgia, right? 1987. So you know this 2023 girl is coming into you know the 80s with that perspective. Oh, my God. You can't do that. What? How is this happening? So you know, I think that'll hit with a lot of people. And maybe it works better. Amazon Prime, I think it's worth it. Definitely worth the checkout. I mean, I liked it. It's definitely three star at least. You know, it, it's good. It's not bad. But I just was expect. I was excited for it. I was like, like, oh, do they amp good. up the '80s portion of it? They they go like so totally radical '80s stuff. For the most part, yeah, it's very '80s. They're playing into that. You know, everyone's talking, acting that way, playing off of, oh, look at this thing. Oh, wow, look at this commercial. Look at this thing. So, yes. But people like that, right? Isn't that what people love? Well, they I'm love that nostalgia. That's, I would probably enjoy that yeah. portion of it. Hundred percent. That's why I think you would like it, and nothing too graphic, gory. Like it's more silly, Thank fun. God. <laughs> After last week. Uh, so that was the big one. That was probably my favorite one that I watched this week. There were two others I'll mention real fast. There was a Pet Cemetery prequel. That came out this week. It's on Paramount Plus. It's called Bloodlines or something like that. It's not very good. It's got David Duchovny's in it for a little bit. <laughs> it's like it's just very David random. Duchovny, why don't you love me? <laughs> it's like so. I was like, oh, okay, he's in this movie. But you, you know, so it's... that song. It was like a one-hit wonder in the nineties. Um, I'm trying to think. I want to say. The woman's the singer's name was Bree Sharp or something, and the song was called David Duchovny. Why don't you love me? The X Files were over as fuck. Like, X Files was fucking dumb popular. That was, yeah. I mean, was that our number one show for a while? I feel like it might have been. Like that was it that popular. Feels like it would have been, yeah. Right. I'm like not the, sure. It would have been the but... top drama or something. 
Yeah, like Sunday nights, that's the number yeah. one thing to watch. That that's how I as a kid, to me, that's how it seemed, you know. Well, Sunday to me was like Fox ruled Sunday night for a long time during that kind of era for me, like when I think back. And it was like Simpsons, Married with Children, X Files. Like that yeah. was kind of and maybe King of the Hill was in there at that point too. So it would have been like Simpsons at eight, King of the Hill eight thirty, Married with Children at nine, and then X Files, maybe. Mm-hmm. Something like that, yes. Yes. Mm, the good old days, Fox. Oh, yeah. I love I love turning on a channel and you watch all that, you know? You watch the, the block of programming. Yeah. TGIF, you watched everything. NBC on Thursdays. Oh, I can't wait for that. Now it's like maybe you watch one of those shows on one channel every other week. You know, but nothing. Is there anything you go out of your way to watch like as it's on like on live or whatever no i mean nothing's live but is there anything you go out of your way to watch in its time slot outside of live sports or something um not really no uh pretty much just sports i will watch something like the next day like i will be excited like oh i know you know oh abbott elementary is on tuesday so i know wednesday i'm like oh we gotta watch Abbott. you know so i do get excited for like that but to watch something live, it's got to be maybe a special episode or something like that. Mm-hmm. HBO shows, I'll say. Like I watch Righteous Gemstone Sunday night, eight o'clock, nine o'clock. I watch Righteous Gemstone. Okay. That's probably that's probably literally the only thing. HBO shows. Yeah, for me, I really don't think there's anything that I watch. Like number one, I don't have cable, so that's sure. number one. Yes, it takes but it away. Everything is kind of at my leisure. I get to it. But I get to it when I get to it. 100%. I agree. Uh, real fast, the last movie, Shudder, VHS 85. I love my VHS movies. These are so found footage the movies. Okay, I was going to ask about this because I saw a lot of people posting about this. And I was like, oh, I could have sworn this movie already existed. Why is everyone yeah. suddenly watching it? So this is like the sixth or seventh installment but they oh, don't i didn't know that but but they don't coincide with each other it's just oh okay here's a random set of uh it's an anthology so it's at least three to five movies short movies you know sometimes they wrap around like it's usually like you know like the ring how you watch this this video and you get cursed so it's shit like that where you find this tape and you're watching it and it's like a whole bunch of fucked up you know scary stuff is on the tape They've done regular ones. They did three regular ones, and I think it's come back uh, recently, and they did, like, a year-specific. So, like, they did, like, the 90s. So, like, they played off some 90s tropes. So, like, this one's 85, but I feel they didn't really play off 80s tropes as much as they could have. Okay. I felt maybe, like, I guess, like, the wraparound, like, usually in an anthology, something happens at the beginning, maybe in the middle and then at the end to kind of tie things together, you know, to kind of make them connected, even though they're yeah, totally, yeah. you know, one's about an alien, one's about a zombie, you know, so they're not. So the wraparound kind of had that feel. It was like a mockumentary kind of, I guess, like 80s style, I guess. But uh, of all these ones, I feel like this might be my least favorite. Like I really didn't oh, even, wow. I didn't, I wasn't feeling any of the the segments here. So I was kind of disappointed. I get excited. Like, I, VHS comes out. I love anthology because I love short horror movies. I feel a short horror 
is probably the best horror because a lot of times people have a brilliant idea and they got to fucking stretch it out. Like that Pet Cemetery movie, it's based on in the Pet Cemetery book, the the old man is telling a story of like shit that's gone down in the town and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be like 10 pages of the book, you know? And so now they took that 10 pages and made it into a two hour movie. That's gotcha. a lot of fucking filler, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. When he's telling the story, like, oh shit, that's crazy. And then you're watching, it's like, oh, that was crazy for five minutes and now it's 20 minutes and nothing, you know? Yeah, I got you. So it was a little disappointed for your boy here this week. I was I was looking forward to it. Didn't work out for me this week with the horror. Damn. Well, you might not be the only one, Gomez. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because the wheel selected Ooh. a movie for us to watch this week. Mm-hmm. And before we talk about it, I believe there's a little music that goes along with it. <laughs> The spooky snake season. <laughs> yes, Joseph, the wheel, the wonderful wheel. This was a wheel of modern classics. These are horror movies that came out probably within the past 15 or so years. That people really like that have gotten a lot of replay value, a lot of a lot of word on the street. When you look at best of list, they're usually somewhere around there. I figured let's let's see what we got here, right? Joe didn't like some of the choices that we show in the past. So here I want to make sure I'm showing you what's supposed to be a good movie, right? This isn't a bad movie. I'm not showing you anything where people are like, this is so bad, it's good, which it's fun sometimes, right, Joe? We like those movies. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> so these are all good, good things. And it landed on the 2019 Ready or Not. Mm, baby. What's this about, Joe? Well, what is this? So this is a movie I had never heard of before. Sure. But a bride's wedding night takes a sinister turn. When her eccentric new in-laws force her to take part in a terrifying game. So, I don't want to say it's a, a popular movie, but it did, it did get a theatrical release. This was a like a, a, a yes, release it there. did, and it did very well at, at in the theaters. It had a six million dollar budget and an opening weekend domestically of eight million. So right off the bat, this movie's like, hey, we here to make that money. And then worldwide total, it went over $57 million. Oh, wow. That's great for that movie. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Interesting. Ooh, baby. Yes. So I chose this movie, Joe, because I'm a fan of it. And I think that the performance by Samara Weaving is an all-time final girl Kind of performance it kind of elevates the movie that even if you don't love the movie she's so good in it that you're like damn you know that was good so that this is why i chose this movie for us this week so i know the name samara weaving i can't tell you anything she's been in like i know i know the name but then when i see her to me she looks like a carbon copy of margot robbie 
Yes. If you would stand them next to each other, I wouldn't know who's who. And then it turns out, as I was doing my research, Margot Robbie was in consideration for this role. (laughs) And I'm like, well, that checks out. Yes. They're they're always compared whenever you see like a a thing on the internet about Margot Robbie and and a girl who looks like it's always some. There's one other girl. It's her, Samara Weaving. I forget the other girl. And they're very similar looking. And it's funny because those other two girls are in consideration for uh, Mrs. Fantastic. They're supposedly oh, the really? front runners who they're trying to get for Fantastic Four. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not an insult to be compared to either one of these girls. They're yes, beautiful. They're beautiful, beautiful just, people. When I'm looking at that, I go, I even this is how stupid I am. I'm like. Who the fuck does she look like? I and, and <laughs> I, you know, and it just took me a while where I spent like a few minutes going, oh my god, I can't put my finger on it. Like, who does she look like? It's almost like that scene in Austin Powers where he's in the toilet book going, who does number two work for? <laughs> oh man, comedy peaked with Austin Powers. Good <laughs> shit, bro. <laughs> the first Austin Powers is great. They're all I like them all. Now nah, maybe not the third one. I like, I do like the second one. Well, we went back. If you guys want to go back in the archives, we did do an mm-hmm. Austin Powers episode years ago at this point, yeah. but it's in there. And if I remember correctly, I did not like either two or three. Mm-hmm. I think I like two better than three at the time. Seeing it originally, I thought three was pretty good coming out of the theater. Uh, no, did not hold up whatsoever. I think we all we all just love that opening cameo scene, right? With all the people, we're like, yeah, yeah Tom yeah, Cruise, yeah, baby. But this movie, I must have confused it with another movie you talked about last week, where there was a uh, some other kind of uh, bride thing going on. So when I saw that, yes, this movie was heading in that direction. I'm like, oh, like is this this? And I'm like trying to put it together, and I'm kind of confused. Um, but at the beginning of the movie, we're treated to two children trying to hide. It sounds like there's a home invasion going on. Sure. And the older brother is trying to hide and protect his little brother. And then we get the swerve of the older brother calling out, hey, he's in here. He's in here. And the guy who's there is in a tuxedo. Is what appears to be his bride shows up with the rest of her family and they kill this guy right in front. And you're just like, what just happened? Yeah, they do. (laughs) Then we get the movie. Uh, Samara Weaving is here and her role is Grace. She's getting married to Alex. Alex was the younger brother from the opening scene. And he kind of springs on her after they've already officially tied the knot. Oh, by the way, we play this game. My family's gonna make you yes. play a game to show you're like down with us at the end of this. So yeah, you're gonna spend your wedding night playing a game with my family. And she's thinking it's like a fucking board game. And sometimes it is, but we have this it usually is. It usually is. It hasn't picked anything, you know, uh terrifying since that opening scene, since uh the old aunt got married and we killed her husband. And we have this special puzzle box from LaBelle. Now, LaBelle was some guy who the this family, the Ladomases, sold their souls to. And now LaBelle picks a 
he's got this special box. The new person marrying into the family has to pick a random card from the box and they got to play whatever game comes out of it. And sometimes it is chess or whatever, you know, some regular random board game. Unfortunately for Grace, she picks hide and seek. There's only one bad card. That's the only bad card. So that's some shitty luck, bro. (laughs) And the whole thing is the Ladomas family has to then hunt down this person and kill them before dawn. That way they do not themselves die. Yes. You know, there's some yes. say, you know, they worship there's some satanic worshiping family, and they believe that if they are not able to kill this person before dawn, they die and they Something no longer cease yes. to exist. Yes. Yes. And then we go into the hunt where she's not quite understanding yes. the severity. <laughs> How would you know? They don't they don't let you know. They're just like go hide. And it's like <laughs> so she's <laughs> it's like fucked up. You know, they play a, a special hide and seek song that sounds pretty jolly. And she's like, All right, I'm gonna go hide. And she dips into the dumb waiter for a while. And within the first few minutes, it, it genuinely feels like maybe 10 minutes from the time she leaves the room to the time she decides to exit the dumb waiter. She's like, All right, enough of this bullshit. Yeah, my wedding night, bro. I'm fucking what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna go get drunk and fuck and stuff. Like, let's have let's have a good time. Let's have some fun. And then all of a sudden, fucking chaos ensues. We've got members of the family who don't know how to operate weapons. They're using all old, old weapons. From Yes, it's so stupid. (laughs) They're very anachronistic from when this game, when this tradition first took place. So you got shit like crossbows and and guns that need to be packed like muskets. (laughs) Yeah, like Civil War era bullshit. So people who don't know how to operate these things, they're backfiring. They're hitting random maids that have nothing to do with anything. And it basically becomes like a horror Scooby-Doo chase. Sure. It does. I get it. <laughs> Dumb waiters and going through the walls, secret passages. <laughs> yep. You know, we get the evil butler who's trying to sell out. We even get one of the now younger kids who tries to fucking kill her himself when they're in the, the goat stable or something. Did you love when he got punched in the face? He deserved it. He shot her in the hand. It was so good. It just clocked that little jerk off. So now when I'm coming into this movie, and first off, now I've got the premise wrong because I'm confusing it with another movie you spoke about. Now I'm completely like, oh, my God. Like, What the fuck is this movie going to (laughs) be? But like you were saying. You think there are great performances in this movie, and there a hundred percent is. I agree with this completely. So, almost from the beginning, when we're first introduced to these characters as adults after the opening scene, I'm kind of taken in because you know there's something sinister on the even as they're building up to the wedding and all the yes, pomp and circumstances and stuff that. here and there, yeah. And then there's actors I recognize in this too. Yes. So I'm like, oh, this isn't just some bullshit little horror movie that's going. I was like, oh, that's Andy McDowell from Four yes. Weddings and a Funeral. That yes, was a famous is. movie at some point. Yes. <laughs> she used to be famous. There's, she was a someone. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's Adam Brody, who yes. I had to look up his name, but I know I know him from somewhere. Don't Shazam! Ask me 
He's just in the Shazam movies. That's right, he is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, the OC. That's his thing. He's from. The I was OC. gonna say. I was gonna say possibly the OC, but I was. Yeah. I didn't want to put my money down on that. You know, yeah, I was wavering was between the black and the red to drop my chips on. <laughs> But like now I'm seeing like real actors and it seems that there's a real story here. So now I'm like, oh, this this might be an actual movie instead of just some horror bullshit cut and paste thing that Gomez put together with fucking uh, glue stick and construction paper, <laughs> which is what I think every horror movie is going in. <laughs> oh, what a jerk. <laughs> but like the, because I'm not a fan of the genre, that's what I think when I when especially when it's a movie I've never heard of. And this is a movie I've never heard of. Sure, I get it. So I'm going, oh, my God. What kind of fucking C-rate <laughs> level movie am I walking into here? Oh, come on. And I didn't get that. I was pleasantly surprised yeah. by the quality and content of the horror film put before me. That's what we love to hear, baby. <laughs> Good. That's what I like to hear. This is that's this is what I was aiming for. I said I want to like obviously you might not like it, but I'm gonna put forth a movie that's you know better than obviously showing you something like Basket Case. That's a very low budget movie. <laughs> yeah, I get it. It looks low budget. It's a no budget it. movie. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. So yeah, I, I, all those movies I picked, but they were all pretty big budget kind of studio. Horror movie, so yeah. Oh, this is this is great. This is going great so far, baby. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised with how quick I got taken into the film, and then what was going on. Where I'm like, ooh, like it felt like a game of you know, like it was Scooby Doo mixed with Clue, and I'm kind of sure. you know now I'm feeling it. I'm like, oh, let's see what weapon is gonna pu be pulled out. Let's see. What kind of bullshit we're going to get into. Let's see, you know, all the shit that's got to go in. And like you said, where it comes down to the final girl thing, I thought she was excellent. I think her so performance good. in this movie is spectacular. Even there's a scene where we, we spoke about in the stable after she punches the little kid in the face, she gets kicked by the goat and falls into this thing. Yes. She's got to pull herself out. There's a CG scene where she like puts her hand on a nail. Yeah, but she sells the living shit out of it. Yeah, her grunts, and her screams, her faces. She's she's great. I thought so she was phenomenal in this. Yep, hundred percent. So I'm I, at the end of it. I walked away going, "Do more people know about this movie? Because maybe they should." Oh, you hear that, folks? Holy shit. I got I got hit music. I need to know this score. Oh my goodness. Are you a man? A double main man. Are you a man? A triple main man. A man man man. A quadruple main man. Are you our man? Are you our man? Joseph, Joseph, ready or not, 2019. I need to hear this score, baby. Where does it fall on your main man standards? 
So Gomez was nice enough to put this up on twitch.tv slash mezmovie. I thank him for that. And as I'm sitting there watching, like I said, pleasantly, I want, when I see a movie, when I invest my time in a movie, I want it to feel like a movie. And the problem is, as someone who's not a fan of the genre, and I say this all the time, but as someone who's not a fan of the genre, so much of it is overtaken by these low budget cult classic, you know, everybody and it just looks cheap and it looks shoddy and it looks stupid. And the performances usually match the budget. There's nothing there. And then I get an actual movie and sure. It's not like a summer blockbuster, but I get a real movie with real actors and a real script and a real plot. (laughs) And it gives me something where I feel I can sink my teeth into it and really get invested. And that's what I did. And guess what? I watched a really good movie this week. Really good. How fucking good? How about a quadruple main man four stars fucking good? Oh, holy shit. The performances wow. are great. The story was easy to follow. The, the horror, the suspense that build up, you actually feel invested in what this character of Grace is going through as she's trying to escape this band of fucking lunatics that she married into. <laughs> you end up hating her husband for not like giving her the Iggy yes. long before just because he's a selfish piece of shit that didn't want her to leave. Like, no shit. If, you, if I was going to marry into a family, like I'm dating a, a young lady. Let's say the roles are reversed and I'm Alex and, and I'm going to do this wedding at Grace's family's thing. And he says to me, hey, just so you know, you may have to fucking die and run for your life. Yeah, <laughs> odds are I'm going to run away too. Odds are I'm going to run away too. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't tell me. How do you not? And and the thing that gets this is going to be my you know like I always have the one nitpick stupid shit sure. I find in all the horror. What happened? They do the wedding at the Ladomas family mansion. Yes. Has you know, to be at the mansion. Yeah. She has no representation of family or friends at this fucking wedding. Now I know she was a foster child or whatever, but I'm sure she like, got a friend. Yeah, through the years, I'm sure by 2019 she had a fucking Facebook page. <laughs> by 2019, I'm so I'm sure she got a couple double taps on Instagram. Like she had to get some creepy DMs at some point. That's the way the world works, and you just look at that and you go. I don't, Grace, baby, I don't know what you're doing in real life. I assume you got some type of job. I know you're marrying into the Ladomas game dominion that they want to call it, but you, you got to have some friends outside of that too. You can't just spend all your time with one person for the rest of your life. Uh, but yeah, so that's my nitpick. Just that uh, she has zero friends or zero representation from her side on at the wedding. But this is a really good movie. This is fun. This is enjoyable. There's great performances from these actors involved in this. There's some great scenes in this, some individual moments of tension, some individual moments of, of fun. And it keeps it lighthearted even during serious moments, but it doesn't lose the seriousness that's going on. 
So even when you do get something that is slightly humorous, it's not taking you out of what the situation actually is. Yes. And I have a very good appreciation for that. Quadruple main man. Mm. What you think of how what you think of the ending, the big reveal of is this uh, is the curse real or is it not? I genuinely surprised me because it's crazy. It is. I they they hit me with the false finish on that one where I bought yeah. it, where it was like, oh, it was bullshit Nothing this whole happened. time. Yes. And I was like, look at this fucking shit. <laughs> and then it turns out it was real. It was real. It's pretty crazy. It's it's some balls. It's ballsy ending. I love that. I do love that about the that. The only thing, uh, I not necessarily I don't need to see it. But it it does leave me wondering, like, what the fuck went on with Grace after this? Because the house was on fire. Emergency services are being called because of the yes. fire. How and do you handle that situation? Now you have police, you have fire, and Grace is just sitting there smoking a cigarette on the porch, covered in blood. And there's body parts and flesh and gore splattered throughout the house from all these fucking Satan worshipers having exploded for not killing the bride before dawn. So does she go to jail? Did, like, do they put her in for murder? Technically she did murder people before they kill, all just yes. spontaneously combusted. But you know, how do you, do, you know, do you take her word for it? Oh, there was this evil box that gave me, <laughs> Uh, that told me I had to play hide and seek. <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll believe a lot of what pretty girls say. I don't know if I'm going that far. I think the only thing that helps her is she called the on star, right? She did the on star and she was like, they're trying to kill me. Help me. That might be the only thing that can get her out of that. Because, yeah, the house is just starting to burn. So it's yeah. not like the evidence is gone. Exactly. There's weapons, there's blood everywhere. Oh, you know, plus there's the regular people, right? There's the waitress, uh, the yep. waiters, stuff like so. There's just some regular ass folk just dead around the house. Oh man, so funny. Well, Joe, I'm gonna give this a three and a half. Look at this. You like this movie more than me. I love it, bro. See, I love it. I originally was going to put this at a three and a half, but by the time it was over, I was like, oh, wow. Like, so, and maybe because I went in with such low expectations that I ended up enjoying it even more. But that's okay. And you know what? I don't even feel bad. No, I was going to say, I don't fault anyone for giving this four star. This movie's a lot of fun. I just, there's something about it. It's just kind of like with the Totally Killer. There's something about it where it just, I don't get full on board. I'm right there. I'm there. I'm digging it. But I just, I don't know. just doesn't get over the hump. Her performance, though, makes it that where if it's on TV, it's like, I, I'm going to stop to watch because mm -hmm. she's just so great in it. I, I feel that, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think recently, not a lot of final girls, right? That's not really a, a thing that happens too often. But uh, this one, it is an all-timer performance. She is, like you said, she's so expressive. Everything she does, whether she's talking, not talking, she's just oozing that charisma. She just, she just got it. And mm. sadly, she hasn't had a role to catch on here. Hopefully, maybe she'll get that Fantastic Four role, and then she can start getting that, uh, that fame that she deserves. Because she's in a lot of movies I've seen. She's in a lot of smaller movies, and uh, she's always great. But yeah, she hasn't. I, this would maybe probably her biggest one, you know. 
So in early versions of the script, the Ooh. character Grace actually dies. And I've tried putting that together like, oh, well, what would that have looked like? Then? Where would, would she die? Where would she die? Would the ending just be the family celebrating and doing their ritual at the end? Like, is that a good way to really leave it off? But like I said, I don't necessarily know. I, I love the way they leave it off because it's just it's just it's like it almost makes you want to. Oh, but like what happened? You know, like, so I don't know if that was the way to go. I don't, I don't hate the ending by, by any means. Um, but it does leave you sitting there thinking, but I just don't know if, uh, if the original draft would have been better. I don't know if that would have really flowed because where do you go with that at the end? What if they kill her in the ritual and they think they did it in time, but they didn't. So maybe they didn't realize the sun, you know, they tried to do it before the sun comes up. They kill her. And so like, oh, we did it. We did it. And then they all blow up. And the movie ends with them all blowing up. How, how does that? So happen? no one lives. So no one lives. Yeah. I don't know if I like that. Ooh, so you would want the bad guys to live after killing Grace? Oh, no. They don't deserve that. No, I think they should. And they should have a feast. <laughs> Let's celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's the whole thing, right? Like you you had the wedding, you had a party, you do your ritual, everything goes great. We're all still friends, we're all still alive. Now let, let's cook the, the fatted calf. It seems that whenever I see like they gotta kill goats every year or something like that, they always have to do a sacrifice, they make it seem, but it's only the weddings that get the big one. Yeah. Why not? Why couldn't they just? They gotta kidnap some some homeless lady every every year and just you know say you gotta do a sacrifice. So Gomez, I went to your wedding, and I noticed there was a distinct lack of games, <laughs> and I just want you to know I'm disappointed in you. I will put that into consideration for the next one. Not for the next one, but I, <laughs> if someone's having a wedding, I'll be like, you know what you got to have? You got to have games. You got to have a LaBelle puzzle box. <laughs> the kids love the games. <laughs> oh, this was good. This was a good week. I'm so happy. Oh, baby. Now it's time to ruin that goodwill. Oh, it is time. <laughs> it is time. We are going to spin another wheel, Joseph. But the topic this time, well, it's a little different. Why? <laughs> it was going so well. Because we got to mix it up. This wheel here, this wheel, I went to my horror council, Joe. I went around and I asked some of our friends, some of our passengers. Not my if, friends. If you could show Joe one horror movie for any reason any type of horror movie, what would it be? And this is the list that wait, I wait, got wait, here. Hold on, I'll put this <laughs> wheel down for a second. <laughs> hold the wheel right there, Pat Sajak. You actually, you basically made your own council of Jeffs. Yes, I did a horror council. I asked some horror buddies, <laughs> you know, and I stay listen to the show. They know, you know. They get excited to hear you listen to horror movies. They get just as angry as me when you when you come with your craziness. How dare they? <laughs> How fucking dare they? 
So I said, this is a good chance. Let me see. I wonder what someone would want to show you. They they know what you like, right? We've been doing this a few years. So if they've stuck around throughout the years. Well, I don't think I value their opinions. <laughs> but you haven't seen. Maybe they pick movies that you would love. <laughs> How do you know? They go, I know that, Joseph. I think he would love this movie. Hmm. All right, let's see. <laughs> Let's fucking if, if I can't the, the letters are too little for me to even read here, so I can't even uh, tell what these fucking movies are until we have one. There's eight movies on the list here. I just put it on there three times so the wheel looks a little better, so it's not so small, you know. Mm-hmm. More uh thingy. Do you want to know the movies? Or no, you like to hear no, because I like <laughs> one star. Oh well, here we go. Let's spin this wheel. <laughs> Zero main man wheel. Oh my god. Oh, it's so close to the other one. Oh my god. god. What in the shit is this? <laughs> it was so close to Splice, a movie that I've been wanting to show you for a few years. I think I'm just going to throw it on the list next year because whew, it's something. But let me tell you, the wheel has landed, ladies and gentlemen, on Psycho Gorman. Um, <laughs> there is no way in hell that I am going to like this movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, you never know. Uh, I, I gonna, know. <laughs> I'm going to lead towards probably not, but you have surprised me. And uh, it's a silly movie. It's uh, it's like a throwback. It's a monster. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting movie. <laughs> It's about an alien assassin, I believe. An alien comes down to Earth or something like that. And uh, some shit like that. I don't think I like this council of horror you have here. <laughs> Psycho Goreman. Oh, this is on Shudder. But I will also, I will put this on the Twitch in case the folks don't have the Shudder. I will stream this all weekend long. What year is this from? Like, 2021, I believe. I believe it's oh, a year good. or two. Yes. New, new classics. I didn't say that. <laughs> we didn't know one said that. <laughs> so, hold on. I'm not. Although, maybe, you know, maybe. I'll say maybe. How about that? I'm going to say you're full of shit. You'll be the judge of that, folks. I definitely will be the judge of that. <laughs> Oh man, that's 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 next week, Joe. I'm very excited, very excited to see. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, there were some good choices on there. So I think Psycho Goreman. This is, this is like, one of the good ones. <laughs> oh, folks, it's gonna be a good episode next week. I'm gonna tell you. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to tell you right now, depending on my level of disdain for Psycho Goreman, next week's episode is going to be 30 minutes of nothing but me yelling about Psycho Goreman. No breaking news. No, what else did you watch? Just Psycho Goreman. Oh, That's folks. It. Oh, here we go. The gauntlet has been thrown down. 
I don't even know man. if I let Gomez in the episode. <laughs> we got a busy week, too. We're going to have so much to talk about, Joe. And not if I think Psycho <laughs> Gorman is what it's going to be. Oh man, I'm so man. We gotta wrap this one up because I, I, I got. I'm dying to get to next week. I'm done. We gotta get to it. I can't wait. <laughs> it's now time for the big finish. All right, Joe. It's big finish time. Let's spin this wheel. Top three psycho gourmets. <laughs> oh, the yeah. Oh, baby, we got a good one, Joe. This is right up your alley. Yeah. Today's big finish. Oh, baby, NBA Jam teams. Oh boy, this is gonna be fun. Here we go. You don't know. Our boy Joe here, he loves some NBA jam. I mean, I'm of the age where that was just the perfect game at the perfect time. I was in a bowling league, so they had it at the bowling alley. (laughs) You know, I was in like the sixth grade or something. And then when they ported it over to the home consoles, I mean, I couldn't get enough. And when you would go to school and everyone would pass around like, Oh, I heard you can play with the Beastie Boys if you put in this. And, oh, the colds oh, and everything. They yeah. say you could play with Bill Clinton if you put in this. So it was stuff like that that made the game really fun. And then, oh, you could do big head mode. You could do this. And How many times did you break the backboard? But at the end of the day, we all have those competitive urges, and we need to win. So what team are you going to pick to win? A lot of times for me, it was the Seattle Supersonics of Sean Kemp and oh. Detlef Shrimp. <laughs> That's a, that is a good team. Mm. I'm trying to think. I think I think I'm gonna go with the Phoenix Suns with some Barkley and some some Dan Marley. I think under Dan, yeah. I think that's a good that's a good squad. Get the rebound, shoot outside. For me, the strategy was always to have the big three-point guy and the bruiser, and I would control the three-point guy. Now I want to make sure I get all my shots from three-point man. Three points is better than two points, which was always my strategy. And the NBA has since adopted that themselves by creating Steph Curry in a lab. So I think I was way ahead of the curve here, and that's why I would also use the Cleveland Cavaliers of Brad Doherty and Mark Price. Ah, yeah, I think that's gonna be on my list too. Because Mark Price, you gotta, you had to have that three point shooter, and that was mm, definitely. Wow, this third one, I'm trying to think. The I would third mix one it for up. me, I mm. felt like I almost needed to use it to cheat. Like if I was really stuck on a team that I couldn't beat, I would have to go with the Chicago Bulls, Scottie Pippen, BJ Armstrong, mm-hmm. because. As the creator of the game has said, the Bulls, to beat them, did have an increased level of difficulty. It was a cheat. They were curved. They were graded on a curve, so it became extra hard to beat the Bulls. So how would you do it? By beating them at their own game with the Bulls. 
That's funny. I'm trying to think. Who would be my... It might be the Warriors with Chris Mullen and Tim Hardaway. That mm-hmm. might be number three. That might be... Yeah, I, I think I'll go with that one. See, for me, if I was going to play Warriors, I would go with Mullen. And, of course, I got to put the bruiser, so I would go Chris Webber. Oh, yeah, that is a good one. Mm, that's not bad. Did you ever play the Reggie Miller? Sometimes I would be Reggie Miller. But, you know, I try not to be. You know, as Growing up as a Knicks guy, you know, being mm-hmm. Reggie Miller, you can't. It's blasphemy, bro. You can't. <laughs> Looking back, I love Reggie Miller now, right? Yes, he's great. It's hysterical. And he does those Wendy's commercials, and they're all great. He loves his Wendy's. He loves Wendy's. (laughs) He's just like us. (laughs) And he did a voice on Clerks the Animated Series. Oh, my God. That's right. (laughs) They bring him into the courtroom, and he's like, guys, I hope we never leave. (laughs) He loves jury duty. Just like Gomez. Just like me. <laughs> oh, uh, thank you guys for listening to the Car Gomez podcast. Remember to subscribe to this show wherever it is that you're listening to it, or if you're watching on YouTube, drop some comments, leave some five star reviews, follow us on all the social media at Car Gomez. You can follow all my personal stuff at the Joe Shoes. Support by buying a t shirt over at prowrestlingtees.com slash Joe Shoes and Gomez. We're starting to get some wrestling dates, so we're going to have some announcements to make in the coming weeks. I love to hear that, baby. Oh, yes. I'm the Gomez154 Instagram, Twitter, Blue Sky. Follow me there. You can see what I'm watching. I'm watching, like, pretty much I've watched a horror movie every day except for one since I've started my six weeks of horror So I'm watching a lot of shit, folks. Come on and follow me there. And then don't forget about that Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash mezmovie. We're going to watch Psycho Gomez. <laughs> this is also on Shudder, but, you know, maybe you don't have Shudder. So come on over to the Twitch and hang out and watch the movie. Will we have a full episode next week? I mean, Only we're going to call one. it a full episode. <laughs> a full-length episode. Nope. <laughs> I don't know. It might surprise you, Joseph. You never know. But he's like, nope, there's no shot. There's no shot. There's no shot. (laughs) Oh, well, there's only one way to find out. Tune in next week, folks. But for now, let's make like Tom and Cruz. Peace. Peace.